This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour open-line talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. To express your viewpoint, please call 804-754-1988. That's 804-754-1988. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer. The former Food and Drug Administration Commissioner Scott Gottlieb said Friday that news Merck would seek emergency use of its viral pill to fight COVID-19 offered a profound game changer in trying to end the pandemic. The only problem is that Merck is the one that manufactures ivermectin. Why has Merck resisted the use of ivermectin for treatment of COVID? Well, friends, it has to do with money. That's the only reason. Because ivermectin, you see, has been around for a very, very long time and is no longer under patent and therefore can be sold extremely cheaply. Not so with the new drug that's only 50% as effective as I- of ivermectin. And yet, Merkins insisted that the new drug is really the breakthrough. What's going on here? Is the love of money actually resulting in a kind of quasi-murdering atmosphere and attitude even among the pharmaceutical companies and our government? Today on Viewpoint, we ask the question, is it medical murder? None dare call it murder. Is this intentional, the intentional withholding of life-saving drugs? life-saving material that has been proven over 40-plus years and accepted and advanced by the World Health Organization as not to be used for COVID because it doesn't satisfy the voracious need of the pharmaceutical companies for billions of dollars. It's disgusting. Utterly disgusting. Well, that's not the only thing that's disgusting. A hospital system in Colorado has just announced it's going to deny life-saving transplants for the unvaccinated. Two Colorado women are outraged after a Colorado-based system of hospitals says it will not perform life-saving organ transplants on patients who are not vaccinated against the coronavirus. A potential donor... Jamie Fogner, who met potential recipient Lilani Lutali at a Bible study group, said that the hospital was making a life and death decision. Here I am, she said, willing to be a direct donor to her. It does not affect any other patient on the transplant list. How can I sit here and allow them to murder my friend when I've got a perfectly good kidney and can save her life? But they're not interested in saving lives in that sense, friends. The transplant team at University of Colorado Hospital, a very woke hospital and state, has determined that it is necessary to place you on inactive on the waiting list, and you will be inactive, inactivated on the list for non-compliance by not receiving the COVID vaccine, the letter said. 
And if your decision is to refuse, continue to refuse the COVID vaccination, you will be removed from the kidney transplant list. In other words, you will die. So much for do no harm. The fundamental rule of medicine. The woman said, we're talking about compromising my morals for her right to have a surgery, said Fogner, who said her objection is based on religion. But at the end of August, these women confirmed that there was no COVID shot needed at that time. But by September 28th, the hospital decided to establish a murderous policy to require a COVID shot for both the donor and the recipient, no matter what they believed or whether or not they had COVID. Welcome to Viewpoint. Our viewpoint is determining destiny, friends, and viewpoints all across the country are determining destiny, not only a spiritual destiny, but they're turning, determining physical destiny, death or life, life or death. Fear is driving the death of America and the world. Fear driven by pharmaceutical companies and their agents through the CDC and Dr. Fauci, and then through them to the American government and governments around the world, whether it be in New Zealand or Australia or in other governments around the world. Yet none dare call it murder. How are we to understand what's going on here? Have you given much thought to it? You ought to because your own life could be at stake. You see, what people are not realizing, and we've talked about it so many times here on this program, is that even the scientists deep within these pharmaceutical companies don't believe in their own product. Not the way you think they would believe in it. And we're going to find out about that here today on Viewpoint. More and more information is coming out. Revelations. Revelations coming out from the mouths of executives in Pfizer and Johnson and & Johnson and so on. Even Moderna had a, an executive came, came out and talked about the problems with the Moderna vaccine. Today we talk about Pfizer. and We talk about Johnson & Johnson. And these things are not isolated. The statistics across the country and around the world are proving quite contrary to the representations that are being made on the news media, including Fox News. All they are doing is drinking the Kool-Aid. They're drinking the concoction, the propaganda concoction, coming from the medical, excuse me, the uh, pharmaceutical companies, and then the so-called medical experts, the CDC and Dr. Fauci, who all have ulterior motives in saying what they say. It's painfully true, friends. It is painfully true. And the echoing consequences, as we have revealed over the past weeks here on this program, with program after program about one a week, have revealed that the dangers, not only on the short term, 
But on the long term, over the next several years, even into the short term, into the late fall and early spring, could well prove that we're looking at a very, very dangerous situation. The risks are unmanageable. If you're wanting to risk uh, uh, qualify risks and make decisions that way, you need to understand that the risks are virtually unmanageable because the pharmaceutical companies themselves do not know. And even the founder, the one who invented the mRNA, came out twice, Dr. Malone, and warned the world, don't get the vaccine. You have no idea what is lurking in that vaccine, even though it isn't truly a vaccine, but the term is being used. Why aren't we hearing the warnings? Are you? We'll be back. Once upon a time, children could pray and read their Bibles in school. Divorces were practically unknown, as was child abuse. In our once great America, virginity and chastity were popular virtues, and homosexuality was an abomination. So what happened in just one generation? Hi, I'm Chuck Chris Meyer, and I urge you to join me daily on Viewpoint, where we discuss the most challenging issues touching our hearts and homes. Could America's moral slide relate to the Fourth Commandment? Listen to Viewpoint on this radio station or anytime at saveus.org. A group of prominent doctors and scientists has advised the Biden administration to ditch plans to provide booster shots to all previously vaccinated adults. Shocking? Maybe. They said that the current data on vaccine performance did not justify using boosters and objected to the administration's plan during a private off-the-record call last week with federal health officials. The group told officials, who included President Joe Biden's chief medical advisor, Anthony Fauci, that boosters should be given to people most at risk of severe COVID-19 to reduce hospitalizations and deaths, but not to others. The September 27th call was described as tense, as Dr. Fauci argued that the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention's committee's stance that science did not support giving boosters to all adults was incorrect. Fauci also told the doctors and scientists that boosters could and should be given widely to reduce the spread of the coronavirus. All right, before we go further, let's just say this. It is established. It is a medical certainty. Clearly, clearly announced by leaders across the country that the vaccines are not intended to prevent the spread of coronavirus or any other virus. Their sole purpose is to reduce the impact if you get the virus, not to prevent the spread of the virus. So this idea that you have to get the vaccine and then you have to get a booster and then you have to get another booster and then you're going to have to get another one As Pfizer just declared, you're going to have to get one probably every six months for the rest of your life. That's basically what they said. Now, the reality is it's not stopping the virus. So if it's not stopping the virus, what is it doing? 
It's only reducing the severity of the impact of the symptoms if and when you get the virus. So what's the purpose of the boosters? The second shot, and then the third, and then the booster, and booster, and booster after that. Well, the admission of Pfizer is that their initial so-called vaccine, which is not, by the way, a vaccine, it's a shot, but it's not a vaccine, their revelation is that it's only effective for about six months. Whatever effect it has is only effective for about six months, and then you have to get another one, and then another one, and then another one, and then another one. Question. As you're introducing the artificial spike protein continually and increasingly into your system, which is an artificial immune system, actually replacing your own immune system with a counterfeit, what is going to be the ultimate effect of that down the road? How about this fall? How about next spring? When the flu season comes in, I dare say they'll register no flu because they'll conclude that everything was COVID, just like they did last year. It's a deceptive system, and it's designed to strike terror and fear into the people uh, illogically and untruthfully in order to market untold billions, billions upon billions upon billions of money. And where do you think that money goes? Into the politicians' pockets. Now you can see, perhaps, the confederation, so to speak, between the pharmaceutical companies and Dr. Fauci and the CDC and the politicians. They're all in bed together. As I... As I'm sharing this with you, it's very, very hard for me to uh, keep the tears from flowing because of the sheer wickedness that's taking place. And that's exactly what it is, sheer wickedness. Can you imagine what God, the creator of the universe, thinks as he looks down upon this vicious money and power-driven murderous enterprise? How long will he put up with it? A video has come out produced by Project Veritas. One called it a damning video of a Pfizer scientist saying, your antibodies are probably better than the vaccine, uh, vaccination. A Pfizer scientist, Nick Carl, said when somebody is naturally immune, that is like they get COVID, they probably have more antibodies against the virus. So when you actually get the virus, you're going to start producing antibodies against multiple pieces of the virus. So your antibodies are probably better at that point than the COVID vaccination. I want you to think about that, the implications. That's coming from a Pfizer scientist 
and he finally told the truth. The day America told the truth. Oh, we're going to hear more truth as well. We're going to hear more truth from Pfizer scientists. One even called Pfizer an evil corporation. He said, our organization is run on COVID money. This is an insider. A senior associate scientist with Pfizer said his company is an evil corporation. Run on COVID money. I want to ask you a question. In the book of Revelation, I believe it's chapter 16, it talks about the world being manipulated through sorcery. By all, by sorceries, the sorceries of the leaders were the peoples of the world being destroyed. What does that mean? Have you ever thought about that? The sorceries, by their sorceries, were they all destroyed? What, what is this talking about? Do you know where the word sorceries comes from? That's the translation that was made in the King James Version of the Bible. But it comes from the Greek word pharmakeo. Do you know where we get the word pharmacy from? That Greek word. It has to do with drugs. It has to do with using drugs to manipulate people. To accomplish nefarious ends. Some may call it witchcraft. The word sorcery is used in the King James Bible, but it comes from the Greek word pharmakeo, which is the root word from which we get our word pharmacy having to do with the management of drugs and dispension, uh, dis- dispersion, dispension of drugs. I want you to think about that. Is that what is? Are we experiencing now what the book of Revelation was talking about? Something very, very big is taking place. You know it, and I know it. In reality, we all know it, but we don't want to admit it. This is being used to completely choreograph the world into a new world government under a one world uh, economy with a one world court and uh, a one world currency and so on. Yes, this is what's happening. This is what was prophesied in the scriptures and we are seeing it right in front of our eyes and few are willing to call it what it is. Just don't want to see it. Refuse to see it because they don't want to believe that we are actually that far along in biblical history.
In other words, right in the midst of the final elements of biblical prophecy called the latter days. Don't want to admit it. Why don't we want to admit it? You see, we have to continue to ask the why question. It's not the what, who, what, and when, and how, and all that kind of stuff, all those W's. No, that's, those aren't the most important questions. The most important question is why. Why is this taking place now? Why are they driving COVID like this? Why are they refusing to allow uh, inexpensive uh, healing and life-preserving drugs such as ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine that have been used by the billions over the past 40 years with very, very few side effects. Why? There are reasons for it. There are motivations, and that's what Christians ought to be able to and willing to see. But for some reason, we're not. We play the game, and the reason we're playing the game is because we just don't want to come to the place where we believe and can admit that we're on the near edge of the second coming that could be maybe three or four or five years away, maybe 10 years. We're just not willing to believe that. Why aren't we willing to believe that? Because our lives are much too fixated on planet Earth. Yes, we live on planet Earth. Yes, we should occupy till the Lord comes. But this world is not our home. The great leaders of faith set forth in Hebrews chapter 11 were called aliens strangers in the world. Abraham was called a stranger and an alien. Perhaps you're feeling more and more like an alien in the world that you thought was your world. But increasingly you're finding out it's not your world anymore. Like the song says, this world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. My my treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The angels beckon me to heaven's open door, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Can you relate to that? You're going to have to relate to that if you're going to prepare the way of the Lord in your own life for history's final hour. Because if you don't have that concept, you are not going to prepare yourself a lot of people are out there, they want to prepare for this, they want to prepare for that, they want to, you know, do this, that, or the other. And it's okay to make uh, reasonable preparations for emergencies. I don't have a problem with that. But if you think that somehow you're going to prevent the second coming of Jesus Christ and the fulfillment of biblical prophecy just because you don't want it to come now, because you're afraid. Maybe you don't even maybe you don't even think you're prepared. Because the Apostle John said, whoever has that hope, the hope of the second coming in him, will purify himself, even as Christ is pure. But you say, I don't want to purify myself. No. I want to do what I want to do. I want to be what I want to be. I want to say what I want to say. I want to go where I want to go. I want to drink what I want to drink, and so on. Mm-hmm. So we have a struggle. It's a big struggle. It is a huge struggle among professing Christians. Pastors are aware of this struggle, and rather than directly 
address their people on these issues. They won't. Because they are afraid that the people will vote with their feet or their pocketbooks because they don't want to hear, they don't want to be told that the second coming could be right around the corner. They don't want to be told that there may not be a pre-tribulation rapture. You haven't been raptured yet, have you? Have any of the people that received COVID and died, have they been raptured yet? No. They haven't. So what should be our outlook then? You see, as we talk about these things that are developing here, the revelations concerning the vaccine and so on, it's fascinating, it's troubling, but it should trouble us in ways way beyond the information. In other words, causing us to ask the question, what time is it? We'll be right back. There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, on the front page are two great videos. First, an interview and discussion of Chuck's book, Out of Egypt. Also, a great TV interview with Chuck regarding his book, Seduction of the Saints. Much more videos, a for pastors only section, and also you can view Chuck's weekly teachings. All at his website, saveus.org. That's saveus.org. Also on Chuck's website, listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcast. Listen to the archives. Maybe you missed a program. Check it out at saveus.org. Also, there are some great resources, hospitality information, also information about marriage, divorce, and remarriage, newsletters, articles, prophecy, prayer and revival information, all at saveus.org. And I welcome you back to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chris Meyer. Before we go any further, again, I want to address our listeners in the Massachusetts and Connecticut and New York area who have been listening to this program, many of you, for up to 20-some years. The longest-term listeners of anybody in the country other than those in uh, Richmond, Virginia. And uh, we have many, many listeners there, and uh, because of that, and because they rely in many respects on uh, what we're providing in order to strengthen and encourage you in your faith in the frozen spiritual tundra of the Northeast. Uh, we go up there uh, every year or every two years uh, and have for a very long time now to hold a special breakfast for our listeners. And uh, we're doing it again on October 23rd, October 23rd, Saturday, it's going to be at the Crestview Country Club in Agawam, Massachusetts, the first zip code area in the country. And uh, we're going to be there. It's going to be a great, great time. Uh, the You're going to have to uh, register for that. You're going to have to uh, let us know that you're, you're coming. The cost of the breakfast is $28 a person. And... Uh, I think you're going to find that it is well, well worth it. You don't normally want to uh, pay $28 for a breakfast, uh, but unfortunately for the use of the, the space and the food and so on, that is the price that they've given to us. And uh, 
So I want to urge you to make your reservations immediately because you only have one week left to do so. Just one week. October 13th is the last day for making your reservation because we have to inform them of exactly who is coming. So I would urge you to go to our website, saveus.org, that's saveus.org, and uh, go to the web store. And then in the upper right-hand corner of that page, the web store page, you will find the Viewpoint Breakfast. That's where you'll click and you'll make your reservation. Uh, there are those who are making reservations for two, three, four people. And it's a great way to do it because it's a great way to introduce people that you think should uh, should be listening to the program. Uh, and it helps us get the message out as well. So give us a call at 1-800-SAVE-USA. That's 1-800-SAVE-USA. Or go to the website, saveus.org. Go to the Click on Web Store and then go in the upper right-hand corner to Viewpoint Breakfast and, uh, and make your reservation that way. We're looking forward to it. Uh, what, what do we do when the Lord comes? It's, it's going to be an amazing, amazing morning together. My wife is going to be speaking, as will I. All of our books and materials will be available, and uh, you don't want to miss it. Okay, let us get back to the... None dare call it murder. As we talk about the vaccine situation, Senator Ron Johnson came out again and said there is still not an FDA-approved COVID vaccine in the United States. So what does he mean by that? He means that what was approved is not in the United States. So the FDA played a bait and switch. They approved a Comirnaty version of the Pfizer drugs. It's not available in the U.S. And they even admit it. He said, I sent them a letter three days later saying, what are you doing? Why did they... What they did is extend the emergency use authorization for the Pfizer drug vaccine that's available in the U.S. And here, that's more than 30 days later, they haven't asked the very simple question, if you're saying that the Pfizer drug is the same as the uh, Kaminati, why didn't you provide FDA approval on that? So, in reality, there's not an FDA-approved drug, and of course, they announced it so They could push through these mandates so that people actually would think, oh, okay, now, those things are FDA approved. They are not. And again, he said, maybe they should be, but the FDA isn't telling me why. Well, sometimes the why question, you see, is the most important question. So it's still an experimental thing. Why is it still an experimental thing? Because, friends, lurking below the surface, known to the scientists who have developed these things, is the great, great risk to those who take the so-called vaccine, which is not truly a vaccine. It's a shot, but it's not a vaccine. It doesn't prevent the virus. Not even intended to prevent the virus. No matter what you may think about it, 
it doesn't prevent the virus. It's not preventing it anywhere. It's actually creating or facilitating, let's put it that way, it's actually facilitating more virile forms to circumvent the initial presentation of the COVID-19 virus. Like Delta, Mu, and who knows whatever, what others are going to come down the pike. Now, let us return to the hidden camera. To the hidden camera of Project Veritas. Dr. Fauci and other public health officials continue to insist the COVID vaccines are superior to natural immunity. But three Pfizer scientists have been captured on hidden camera in the latest Project Veritas investigation saying otherwise. So, I'm going to share with you exactly what they said. I have the transcript in front of me. Nick Carl, Pfizer scientist, came out and said, when somebody is naturally immune, like they got COVID, they probably have more antibodies against the virus. When you actually get the virus, you're going to start producing antibodies against multiple pieces of the virus. So your antibodies are probably better at that point than the COVID vaccination. Then came Chris Croce, C-R-O-C-E, Pfizer senior associate scientist, who said, you're protected for longer if you have natural COVID antibodies compared to the COVID vaccine. This is coming from a Pfizer scientist. He went on to say, I work for an evil corporation. Our organization is run on COVID money. Then came Rahul uh, Kanki, a Pfizer scientist. He said, if you have COVID antibodies built up, you should be able to prove that you have those built up. So Project Veritas released the fourth video in its COVID vaccine investigation, which exposed these three Pfizer officials saying that the antibodies lead to equal, if not better, protection against the virus compared to the vaccine. Nick Carl, the scientist who was directly involved in the production of Pfizer's COVID vaccine, said that natural immunity is more effective than the very vaccine he works on and that Pfizer produces. The city of New York, he said, needs vax cards and everything. It's just about making it so inconvenient for unvaccinated people to the point where they're just like, F it, I'll get it, you know. In other words, he is admitting that the governmental agencies in our country are seeking to make it so difficult So inconvenient, that's the nicest word about it. That you will get the vaccine. That's what happened in Colorado. When the Colorado series of hospitals decided to reject anyone 
for a an organ transplant if they weren't vaccinated. Yet the vaccination itself could actually induce in that person a far greater danger than if they were not vaccinated. As the facts are revealing, we're not talking about those today. We have before. It's unbelievable. About 550,000 reports, negative reports, have been made to the VAERS uh, report center up till now in the United States. And those are just the ones that are reported. 550,000 negative reports after getting the vaccine. There are those in the know who are estimating that that represents probably no more than 1% of the negative responses. And generously, maybe only 10%. Hmm. We're talking about something supremely wicked, my friends. When the so-called vaccine or the jab ends up being worse than the problem that it was intended to correct, we've got a problem. The Veritas journalist asked Chris Kochi, the Pfizer senior associate scientist, like as much as the vaccine? In other words, being well-protected? Croce said, probably more. That is, if you had COVID, you are more protected by natural immunity than with the vaccine. So the Veritas journalist asked, how so? Like, how much more? The scientist responded, you're protected most likely for longer since there was a natural response. And then he expressed dismay with the company's direction and moral compass. Did you hear that? He expressed dismay for the company's direction and moral compass. We'll be back. Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Many people are developing a heart longing for a greater fulfillment in our practices as Christians. A recent study showed 53,000 people a week are leaving the back door of America's churches in frustration. What is going on? Why has there not been even a 1% gain among followers of Christ in the last 25 years? Could it be that God is seeking to restore first century Christianity for the 21st century? Jesus said, I'll build my church. Is Christ by His Spirit stirring to prepare the church for the 21st century? The early church prayed together and broke bread from house to house. They were family, and it was said by all who observed, Behold how they love one another. Incredible. But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click Sell Church. So what happened to the monoclonal antibody treatments, asked the Veritas journalist of the... Pfizer scientist, 
The Pfizer scientists responded, it got pushed to the side. That is the monoclonal antibody treatments. Why did it get pushed to the side? Because it wasn't going to provide money to Pfizer. So the journalist asked, why? And here's what the scientists said for Pfizer. Money. It's disgusting. That's a quote. Money. It's disgusting. In the name of medicine, in the name of healing, our health is being jeopardized for money. It's as simple as that. It's wickedness. He went on to say, I still feel like I work for an evil corporation because it comes down to profits in the end. I mean, I'm there to help people, not to make millions and millions of dollars. So, I mean, that's the moral dilemma. The Veritas journalist responded, isn't it billions and billions? And the Pfizer scientist said, I'm trying to be nice. So the reality is it's not millions, it's billions and billions of dollars. So the Veritas journalist asked, no, I hear you. I hear you, I do. I I mean, I still give you a hard time about it. So the scientists responded again. Basically, our organization is run on COVID money now. But we're not finished with the revelations from the Pfizer scientists. The third Pfizer scientist, Rahul Kanki, admitted that his company demands that its employees keep information from the public. He said, we are bred and taught to be like vaccine is safer than actually getting COVID. Honestly, we had to do so many seminars on this. You have no idea. Like we have to sit there for hours and hours and listen to be like, you cannot talk about this in public, he said. He also signaled that proof of antibodies is on par with proof of vaccination. If you have COVID antibodies built up, you should be able to prove that you have those built up, but they won't let you. So Project Project Veritas is going to release more Pfizer tapes in the near future. This is the kind of thing that we need to pierce the corporate veil of dishonesty. We need to pierce the corporate veil. We need to pierce the political veil of dishonesty. Now here is what is really fascinating, friends. If you were to go to the New Testament, you would find in the book of Hebrews a verse that says that everything in our lives is open, naked and open, before whom we have to do. In other words, before him who is going to judge the earth in righteousness. Everything we say, everything we do, everything we think, the motivations of our heart, the decisions we make are all naked and open before the Lord. If that's true, I want you to think about the net effect 
of these Pfizer executives. I want you to think of the net effect for Dr. Fauci. Now, we're not supposed to judge. We can't condemn to eternal damnation. That's what, that's what judging means uh, from the Scripture standpoint. It doesn't mean not discern. We're supposed to discern. If you can't discern, you would never be able to tell right from wrong, truth from untruth, righteousness from unrighteousness. No, we are to discern. And if you cannot discern, you don't even know the truth. Maybe that's one of the reasons why we're unable to discern. Because we don't know or love the truth anymore. But if you're a lover of the truth, you will discern. God, by his spirit, will give you the ability to discern what is right and what is wrong. But you have to test your own motivation your own heart motivation. And that's where this why issue comes in again and again and again. Why did you or would you take a vaccine that increasing information is revealing it is profoundly dangerous, not only now, but even perhaps the more so in the months and years to come? And not only for yourself, but for those in your spheres of influence, to those that you rub shoulders with, to your children that may come from your womb. Why would we do that? You see, so many people think, they'll they'll say, well, God knows my heart. Yes, he does. That's exactly the problem. He does know your heart. He knows my heart. Jeremiah said, the heart of man is desperately wicked. Who can know it? And one of the main reasons we are not willing to identify truth for what it really is and to walk in it is because our minds and our hearts are so addicted to other issues, other desires, that we cannot or will not submit to the very revelation that God gives us. Why would you take the vaccine? You're not sick. Why would you take the vaccine? You have to answer that question. Well, they tell me that I'm not going to be able to work, that I'm going to lose my job. Okay. So you would rather, you're going to play Russian roulette with your future and that of your kids, your husband, your wife, whatever. You're going to play Russian roulette with the temple of the Holy Spirit for one temporal benefit. So, now in Australia, they won't let you go to the supermarket. They won't let you do this, that, or the other. It's an actual tyrannical, despotic rulership in Australia now. It's going to become that all over the world. 
It already is. It's moving so rapidly in this country, friends, that the land of the free is almost exclusively now only the home of the brave. I'm not saying that to strike fear. I'm saying it so that we will honestly assess the reality of our times. What time is it? It's time to get serious. These things, it's not just about COVID. COVID is merely the symptom. All of this stuff going on with COVID, as hateful and as murderous as it may be, it re- in reality, what it is revealing is the ultimate time that we are in. There's a French word or phrase that I learned when I was studying French way, way many moons ago, and it is quelleur et il. Quelleur et il. What it means is what time is it? What time is it? More and more professing Christians are willing to answer that question by saying, well, it certainly seems like we're getting closer and closer to the end times. Well, that's a positive statement, I suppose. But the reality is we're way beyond that. We're way beyond that. We're right in the middle of the latter days. That's what these things are signaling. These are the signposts that are signaling we are right in the middle of the latter days. Leading up to the final short period called the day of the Lord, when the Lord himself pours out his wrath upon the children of disobedience. But for now, man is pouring out his wrath. Oh, you think it's not his wrath? Just listen to uh, uh, President Biden. Just listen to him. You're not going to be able to do this. You're not going to be able to do that. You're going to be restricted from this. You're restricted from that. Indeed, he is pouring out the devil's wrath. This is how it works. This is exactly what the writer of Revelation told us in Revelation 13. We are right on the cusp of the final mark of the beast, my friend. I have not said at any time that I believe that these so-called vaccines are the mark of the beast. But what I do believe is that they are the precursor. They're setting the stage, creating the environment so that the majority of people on the planet will have already decided that they are just going to succumb and receive whatever comes down the pike. They've been normalized and desensitized to any kind of moral or spiritual resistance. That's what this is doing. Not to mention the fact that there are grave, grave dangers associated with receiving the vaccine. Which itself is a misnomer because it truly isn't a vaccine because it does not prevent the virus. You remember in Matthew chapter 24, 
In his Olivet Discourse, two days before his crucifixion, Jesus was asking or responding to his disciples about the times. The end of the age. When would the end of age be? What would be the signs of the end of the age? And the first thing Jesus said was, take heed that no man deceive you. The whole world now is deceived by these so-called vaccines. It's a massive, massive deception. You can call it propaganda. You can call it whatever you want. You can call it drinking the Kool-Aid. It's a massive, massive deception for unrighteous, illegitimate uh, purposes, merely for power, perks, and position, not for your health. If it had been for your health, Merck would have made ivermectin available and recommended it across the board from the get-go because they created it. But it wouldn't make them a lot of money, so they said no. Hydroxychloroquine would have been made available, but the powers that be said no, because they were in cahoots with the pharmaceutical companies. And the, the governments of the world that are moving inexorably toward the establishment of a one-world government have decided this is the moment. We must seize this moment, use the COVID vaccine, use the, the COVID virus situation as the ultimate tool to choreograph the peoples of this planet into the one-world order, which is exactly what Klaus Schwab, the founder of the World Economic Forum declared shortly after the election of Joe Biden. There you have it, friends. Thinking out loud with you, pleading the cause of a lifetime to a jury of our peers, the American people, but particularly the church in America. It's time that we take things seriously. It's time to get ready. People get ready. Jesus is coming. Soon we'll be coming home. And the best way to get ready is to be a doer of the word and not a hearer only, to repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, and to occupy till he comes. Thanks for joining us. Become a partner. Get a copy of my book, Antichrist, How to Identify the Coming Imposter. It'll change your life. $22 on our website, saveus.org. Antichrist, saveus.org. You've been listening to Viewpoint with Chuck Grissmeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation. Join us again next time on Viewpoint as we confront the issues of America's heart and home.